The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It's time for Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. And this is not just any weekend edition of Busted Open. No, no, no. We two shows to recap now coming off of a Friday night. we got Jonathan Hood from ESPN Chicago holding it down in place of the world's strongest man, and we take a deep dive into the two shows we saw last night, including what was an absolutely outstanding debut for AEW with their new show, Rampage. Truly, truly a great show. If you missed it, check out the podcast. We give you a full recap. We also take a dive into the continuing gold that has been delivered on Friday nights on Fox. John Cena and Roman Reigns going head-to-head on the microphone, and my God, was it good. And wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you the weekly winner for the best show that was in professional wrestling. So all you got to do, sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Bust it open on Saturday. Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero was Busted Open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object meets new school. Busted open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. Yeah, let's go, pro wrestling fans. Welcome in on this Saturday edition of Busted Open. And not just your normal everyday average. Saturday edition of Busted Open. No, no, no. A new era of the weekend edition of Busted Open as we got two shows to recap after Friday night. 
As I mentioned, I'm Ryan McKinnell, your regular weekend host. And joining me today on this very special edition of Busted Open, not my normal tag team partner, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. No, no, no. We head out to my favorite city. For one of my favorites, you know him, you love him, you've heard him on Busted Open before. You can also hear him out in Chicago on ESPN 1000 and Sirius XM NBA. He is the one and only Jonathan Hood. Jonathan, it has been a while since you and I have gotten to do a show together, and I can't think of a better Saturday to get together than the one, well, on this one, coming off of what we saw last night on Friday. Absolutely. It's so good to be back with you, Ryan, here. And it's just not just any Saturday. It's not just any weekend show. We're talking about two shows with SmackDown and Rampage. And I'll tell you what, man, I loved what I saw last night from both shows. We're going to break it down thoroughly here on Busted Open because it's, I tell you what, if you were not excited about Friday, then you don't have a pulse because that was really awesome yesterday. Yeah, and if you, if you if you somehow missed uh, Rampage, if you missed SmackDown, SmackDown was a great show as well. Uh, but if you somehow missed Rampage, if you fell asleep, if you I don't know, you didn't get your uh, caffeine in you, you missed one hell of a show. Now we're gonna get into the matches. There was a title change. On both shows, actually. We'll get into both of those title changes. We'll go in-depth on both shows. But just off the bat, I mean, the story of this Saturday, John, I mean, it's kind of unavoidable, right? Is the fact that we now have two shows on on Friday. Now we have two shows to talk about on Saturday. But we have two shows to watch on Friday. And the newest show is obviously what we're leading with. A new show joining primetime television, AEW Rampage, and for a debut show, Jonathan Hood, I can't think of any that could have went much better. It really was a home run for All Elite Wrestling. The question going in was, man, here's AEW trying to fit in, trying to figure out, okay, we have a new show, where can we put it? So we put it on at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 Central, and it really popped for me because after watching SmackDown, nothing against SmackDown, we'll talk about it, but I thought that Rampage for our debut was great because you start off with the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. So I just thought the ebb and flow of it was just was great. And here's what you love about wrestling, right? So it's an hour show. The show goes off for me at 10 o'clock Central Time, and it left me wanting more. It left me wanting more. So yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're used to the two-hour format or more from AEW. So the show goes off, and it's like, oh, shit, that was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and now you can't wait until next week to find out more about where AEW is going, where these storylines are going from Rampage in particular. But that was, I thought, an A-plus debut. An hour, and you felt like you wanted more? I'm sure Tony Khan has to be happy this morning. Uh, I would imagine, and maybe Tony Khan is still up riding uh, riding the excitement from last night because that was uh, man. If we're excited, I can't imagine how excited Tony Khan must feel uh, because Rampage delivered it delivered in a big way. And to your point, Jonathan, the one hour, the leaving you wanting more that <laughs> like is uh, as soon as the show ended, I had this thought and I was like, shit. Can all pro wrestling shows be an hour? Like, it, it, I, I mean, like, listen, we talk about it all the time. One of the reasons I think SmackDown is so much better than Raw 
is the fact that it's only two hours, right? Mm-hmm. And that they don't have to fill that third hour. We talk about it ad nauseum. I never really, I kind of forgot what an hour pro wrestling show was like in primetime TV. Took me back to the old Saturday night main event days, Jonathan. And it just, get your shit in. I know it's not always going to be, right? It's not always going to be three title matches. I get that. I understand right. that. Um, but my God, the, the hour and the way it flew by, and more importantly, to the, to the point that you made, it leaves you wanting more. That's a good feeling. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what you And then here's the difference between, I think, one-hour shows and two-hour shows, or in Raw's case, three-hour shows. Mm-hmm. What we're missing in wrestling is the cliffhanger, right? Something happens at the end of the hour, and you're saying, well, wait, how does that happen? And it goes off the air. That's what's missing. Wrestling was like that when I was growing up in the territory days. You as well being able to say, hey, what happened on Raw here? Stone Cold Steve, and then it goes off the air. The same thing here what we saw with Rampage where you're seeing the ebb and flow of the show and you see what happens at the end and it's like, okay, is there a promo next? No, actually what's next is programming from TNT. It's off the air, just like that. So now it's like, wow, that was, so, and that's what we grew up with is with the one hour shows. And so, but you want it more. Now, of course, what the difference is from back in the day is that you had to wait an entire week. You had to go through a whole week and then watch it on the weekends. Here on Friday night, you have Destination Television. To me, all of this, Ryan, we don't talk enough about this, is that it's just a win for everybody, right? Yes. You don't yes. have to have a. This is wrestling does not have to be USC against Notre Dame. It doesn't have to be Yankees, Mets, Cubs, White Sox. It doesn't have to be that. What you can look at as a celebration of wrestling, in which you can have one brand that's on earlier in the night, and then it caps off with another brand. And yeah. but we all win. We all are able to see wrestling. It's more now than just the two hours. Now we get three on Fridays, and that's a positive for everybody. I I am completely with you. I I the the fandom surrounding professional wrestling it can get exhausting at times. Sure, right? The constant, it's tribal. Yeah, it it is very tribal. But that to me can be a good thing. Okay, here's the issue. Like when you compare it to the the other ball and stick sport, ball and stick sports, mm-hmm. those rivalries and stuff that I almost feel like they're kind of needed to help push the sport right it it creates kind of their own sort of war right we operate in a niche right now i do think there can be something a case can be made for making wars are good excuse me for conversation and all that but to your point you can do it without the toxic the toxic sort of fandom that we so often have in professional wrestling it is exactly to your point this isn't one versus the other. It does. I mean, last night, it did kick off some Friday Night Wars. I'm sure people are going to be looking at ratings and talking about it and all that. But again, it's not the worst thing. And if you can operate outside the drama, which you and I do, Jonathan Hood, we just kind of enjoy pro wrestling. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, well, shit, we've been watching bad pro wrestling for 30-plus years. We're kind of <laughs> used to it, right? But to your point, Friday night is now a celebration. And it's not just Friday night, man. Impact is yeah. doing great things on Thursday because of the forbidden door being kicked open, right? Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. I mean, 
Jonathan, we've been pro wrestling fans our entire lives. Yes. I, I, I wasn't around. I was a Vince McMahon kid. So like 88, 89, Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. I didn't know much about Southern wrestling. I really didn't know uh, about WCW until it really popped up on the Superstation right, with regularity, right? And then mm-hmm. video games came out and action figures and the marketing started and all that. Um yeah, it just, it, it, it feels like, and again, I didn't live the territory days, but with the internet wrestling community, with Fight TV doing their thing, with all these different streaming options, with all these different promotions, it feels like the territories are back. Jonathan, it feels like pro wrestling has never been better. I will tell you that this is a renaissance period for wrestling, for what I, I question. Yeah. Because the difference between the territory days and, and today is that I can watch wrestling Monday through Sunday and never get tired of it, right? Because there's always Options. these different styles. There is a difference. Now, on the, now, back in the day, it was just weekends, Saturdays, and Sundays. There was not prime time. I'm talking about before the Raw era of, of right. professional wrestling. So, so what I will tell you is that this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. But I'll also say this. With all the free agency that's out there, to be able to have a show, to carve a niche on a Friday night, oh, it's a bad TV night, it's never going to work. No, it's going to be fine, because wrestling fans want to be able to see quality wrestling or something different than the WWE. They'll watch the WWE, but also say, well, what's going on over here? So I will say this at, at the top. Ryan McKinnell... This is calling out MLW, this is calling out the NWA, this is calling out Ring of Honor, this is calling out New Japan, America. With all of this going on, if you can get a show on a Friday night, two shows on Friday night, to have the shows on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Mondays, and, and, and as you mentioned, Impact on Thursdays, you have an opportunity to also get into the fold. This should not be a two-team race. Everyone should be able to eat. With all this free agency, all these wrestlers that are looking for work, all these independents that also that are thriving, you have an opportunity to really pay dividends and get into the race because you're right. It's the most fun that I can remember as a wrestling fan because I can watch wrestling anytime I want, whether it's in the United States or across the country or around the world. It's really awesome right now. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Good stuff. We are back here. Hour two getting underway here on Busted Open. And listen, we got plenty more AEW Rampage talk to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully going to be hearing from Mark Henry throughout the next couple of hours. We're waiting to get him on the line and get his thoughts on what was his debut as well in AEW last night. But Jonathan, we got to talk some SmackDown. Obviously, we're a week away from SummerSlam. We're getting closer and closer. I'm getting more interested as the weeks go by. And, uh, I mean, it's really easy to be interested when you have the type of matchups that we have heading into uh, Allegiant Stadium there on that Saturday, August 21st. Now, one of the matches that everyone is excited about is obviously Roman Reigns and John Cena. And for a lot of people, Jonathan, you know, I've been mentioning it now for about a month. There's a select few, and it's not even like, 
Like, let's be real. And and we're about to hear some of the promo work from these two last night, and they kind of addressed it. Like, Roman Reigns used, like, we do good storytelling here. I mean, they really pulled the curtain back and get, had a really different type of promo war, right? Um, I feel like this was kind of needed for this rivalry uh, because, again, I don't think the WWE is going to allow, right, Many people to go in there and beat a Roman Reigns. John Cena is one of them, and they kind of addressed that last night. That's part of what makes this this feud and this battle so interesting. So I, I've never done hot takes. I'm too old to do hot takes, but I do have strong opinions, right? I'm with, hot, I'm with you, brother. Right, I don't do hot takes, but I will yeah. say this. Firmly tongue-in-cheek, because I love to have fun with you on this show. <laughs> Firmly tongue-in-cheek, when I watch SmackDown, for real now, when I watch SmackDown, I feel like Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon are not in the building. No shit. M- meaning, meaning, like they're not at the table. Like they have. Yeah, yeah. In in my mind, when I watch SmackDown, I go, "That's not anything close to Raw." There's no, no way I, Vince is signing off on this. There's. He's. I, I. Honest to God, I don't think he's there. I don't have any inside information. But there's no fucking explanation, Jonathan Hood, as to why Monday Night Raw can be so bad. Now, actually, Monday Night Raw was pretty good this week. So I just. Uh, we'll get to that in week. I understand your point. Start though. out three, but but historically, Monday Night Raw is dog shit, right? And yeah. for the last eighteen two years, eighteen months, two years, whatever. Meanwhile, Friday Night SmackDown is killing it. A lot of yes. that I think has to do with Paul Heyman, and you're absolutely right. Bruce Prichard, Vince McMahon, they must be chilling on an island somewhere, drinking margaritas. I don't know because I'm with you, brother. They are not in the building because they're two different shows. That that's yes. my point. Like I'm watching yes. the open of this that we're going to hear the sound of here and i'm like there's no way they're allowing this they're the mentioning of, of dean ambrose and all this like wait wait what show is this am i watching <laughs> AEW? like i don't know like because of the way that raw is written and then you get to yes. smackdown it's like boy that's a shoot to the audience where the people in tulsa and there was a great crowd in tulsa by the way they're yes. like oh like but when they hear cena and roman talk you can hear them like riding the wave of that promo and it's kind of like SmackDown's always had that little edge that Raw hasn't. I know that Smack I know SmackDown wrestlers is like, oh, you watched us back in the day? No one cared about SmackDown in our building. Well, I cared about it because it was always different. And watching that show yesterday and just some of the things that were said there, especially in this opening promo, this opening segment, I'm like, that's not WWE at all. And, and to the point where I was like, Vince, no way he signed off on this. Who who wrote this? Michael Hayes? Yeah, no, 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 no. We 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 know who wrote it. We Crazy. know who's we know whose fingerprints are all over Friday night. Two words: Paul Heyman. Now yeah. let's hear from John Cena last night as he addressed Roman Reigns face to face on Friday Night SmackDown. You've been protected by the Shield. Hell, you almost ruined Seth Rollins. You ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. You've had. You've had 10 whole years, five WrestleMania main events, Paul Heyman in your corner, two lackeys to do your dirty work, the protection of the system, and it still isn't working. You need to be embarrassed. You people want a compelling story at SummerSlam, right? One, two, three. We do compelling storylines here on SmackDown. Is Roman Reigns' quote. <gasps> Broke the fourth wall, did they not? Yep, 
Yep. I never would have expected to hear something like that from Roman Reigns. But you know what? I, and you know what? Speaking of breaking the fourth wall, something you didn't hear in there, uh, Cena making a little reference to CM Punk and Money in the Bank in Chicago. He's like, I'm going to beat you one, two, three, and I might even blow you a kiss, and I'm going to run out of the <sighs> Allegiant Stadium as quickly as possible, and I might blow you a kiss. It was such a great promo between those two i i feel like you're going to be showing that to pro wrestling classes for the next half century man like for real like it was two of the greatest of their generation at the top of their game with a live microphone and i would imagine with as long as that went they were given some freedom to Mm -hmm. to to freestyle and to kind of you know give us your best and then also Okay, fine. Credit to Roman Reigns and John Cena. They were doing all the talking. But hot damn, if the addition of Paul Heyman sitting there on the side making his little faces, <laughs> making the little comments and everything. It, it was just a master class, Jonathan. It really was. But uh, let me uh, let me unpack this whole system thing with Roman Reigns. I need to talk to you about this. So, Ryan, so John Cena's claim is that uh, that the system has built Roman Reigns. Right. I mean, that's what we're hearing. Like, right, you know, right. the system that you've been in while I've been away, you know, the, the, everyone's been protecting you. You were protecting the shield. You're protecting you as a singles wrestler. And now as the champion, uh, you know, as a universal champion, you've been protected the system. It's so ironic because isn't that what we as wrestling fans said about John Cena, that the systems are protected, that you buried wrestlers, you know, all, you know, all throughout your time as champion, the 16 times that you've been champion and guys that should have been champion guys that should have been ahead of you in the card, uh, that you buried them because of the system. How ironic that John Cena says the system has been protecting Roman Reigns. When we have said that as wrestling fans about John Cena, do you see the connection? What's the line in Batman where he says, either live, either live long enough to die the hero or see yourself become the villain, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Heard that. Cena yep. has went from that version, essentially, he was the hero, and he was the hero long enough that he became the villain, but now... He was the kind of the hero villain for so long. He's back to the hero. Like he went hero villain hero all the while being billed as a baby face. I'm just saying it is it is as you said ironic that he uses that that sort of terminology when he is essentially as you said, he is the system. I but mean, yeah, what's he saying there? Like he's saying that Roman Reigns is protected by the system like okay, so I mean, that's only been a, for a short period of time. For John Cena, he's still protected by the system. Why do you think he's in this main event in Vegas? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just, I just he, think that's he very. Brings the money. Yeah. Oh, but I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by that because well, you know, and, and there was a lot of barbs thrown back and forth, which was awesome. And Tulsa was about it because they understood every bit of it, like yeah. all the shoot stuff, all the stuff about Nikki Bella. Like you know, the you weren't good enough for Nikki Bella. The yeah, missionary for, position wasn't clearly good enough for Nikki Bella. Yep, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Dean Ambrose thought right there, like, and people were like, oh, Dean Ambrose mentioned. Wow, how about that? So I, I thought just all of that. Imagine if the WWE had more of that, right? Not, not didn't have to be every episode, but every now and then on Raw and SmackDown, you had something where I'm winking at the audience. Hey, I know that you're smart, so we're just going to give you a little carrot so you can talk about it tomorrow. You know, yeah. good stuff like that. What's the likelihood that Cena wins by your estimation at SummerSlam? Well, here's the thing: the promos make me believe that Cena can win. Yeah. 
because if because if Cena lose now again, I'm not into the 16, 17 time world championships because this era of the hot potato championship doesn't mean anything to me in, um, in WWE. Other places, yeah. yes, but w- yeah. I don't care about that. Like if Cena wins and he ties or surpasses Ric Flair, oh, I don't care about that. But the promos made me believe. There's an outside possibility that John Cena could win because if Cena loses, what does that say for Cena? He's like all he says right. is one, two, three. That's the whole. That's the whole gimmick right. now. All I need is three seconds to beat you. So say Roman loses, okay? So now there's box office again for them to wrestle again. See, after SummerSlam, I want to see this again. So can oh, I get a absolutely. rematch? Okay, can I, I want a rematch then? I would love to see a trilogy. I would love to see Cena win. Essentially on uh, at Allegiant just to create some interest, do a quick trilogy, not quick, but y- you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. do it to uh, ooh, let's see, Survivor, Survivor Series, Series Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, probably Royal Rumble. Like we, if you could do it into that, but I don't know if Cena's. That's the thing is I don't know how invested he is in this run. I would love to see that. Here's the thing. I don't know where Brock Lesnar stands, mm-hmm. right? And that that's the real caveat here. Brock Lesnar and The Rock, when are they planning on using them? Because they are going to use them. There's no way that you don't have Paul Heyman choose between Brock Lesnar, right, and Roman Reigns. You have to tell that story, and then obviously you got to tell the Tribal Chief story with, with uh, The Rock and Roman Reigns. So I don't know what plans they have, but I'm really, really hoping, because this story is is it's so good, Jonathan, between Roman and John mm-hmm. that I, I I I can't have it just be one match. It's it's got to be more than one for me as a wrestling fan. But I also oh, say yeah. this: while you're not building new stars to take to be on the same level as Roman, while you're still through the pandemic, when you had an opportunity, I mean. This is not a shot at Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley. I'm not talking about oh. that. But while you had an opportunity for a year plus to build new stars to be able to take on Roman Reigns, you let your you let the grass grow uh, over your feet, and you still are stuck. You have veterans like a John Cena, or you have Goldberg, or guys like that. You had an opportunity to build new stars to be on the same plane or close to Roman Reigns to have a believable main event matchup for the Universal Championship, and you didn't do it. So John Cena's back. So because you don't have the quality main event stars to take on Roman Reigns, then just keep on going with John Cena and Roman Reigns. That's what I say, because at this point in time, after a year in the pandemic, you would think there should be five or six guys, and you can look at that roster and say, for sure, those guys can beat Roman Reigns, and those guys can carry the company. But they didn't do it. So just keep going with this Roman Reigns and John Cena, and I'll be entertained by it. Yep, and then hopefully Brock Lesnar down the line, and then potentially The Rock. There's a lot of interesting stories to be told by Roman Reigns and John Cena. Uh the question is, though, again, how long is John Cena being willing to stick around? Suicide Squad. Did you see Suicide Squad yet? I did. Oof. What a job John Cena did. <laughs> I did. I I enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't expect naughty words to come out of John Cena's mouth, but it, <laughs> it sounds like he does that pretty often. It did. You know what? It did pop me. For him to have some some swear words in there, I'm like, there's a guy with some edge there. I like it. I like that. To, to the point where our, our wet dream of John Cena being a, C, a heel. A heel, a heel yeah. <laughs> <he's> <laughs> like, like, you know, like, it's like we marked out when he had the NWO shirt. We took on Bray Wyatt, right? It was just like, oh. 
oh my god, what if, right? Oh my god, Cena is a heel, like going back to the days of him taking on The Undertaker in his first couple years at WWE. That's what I, that's the scene I wanted. Uh, but to see him in Suicide Squad, I'm like, hmm, there is some edge there with John Cena to the point where I'd like to see that in WWE, but they'll never do it. No, they won't. They won't. Unless, unless, you know, maybe Suicide Squad changed Vince's mind. I say that. That's a complete joke. That did not happen. No, John Cena is Vince has, never. Vince has not seen a movie since a Rocky one. Are you kidding me? God damn, pal. That's pretty good. No, no, Rocky. No no, Can we no sign him? God damn, no, pal. He saw, he saw no holds barred. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yes! I forgot. Yes, that was the last. That was the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nation, what did you think about SmackDown? I actually think we have an open slot. So if you've been trying to get through, I know the phone lines are usually jammed. I think we got one open slot. So wait patiently. Give us your thoughts on that fantastic open to SmackDown. Of course, AEW Rampage. We still got plenty more to get to from that. And when we come back, let's talk about Britt Baker, Red Velvet, and what that may mean for AEW going forward. Back to AEW Rampage when we come back here on a Busted Open Saturday edition. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for so many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so ghetto. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, that's right. Hour three kicking off here on a Saturday. And that means it's time for Weekly Winner, where we give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. As I said, to end hour two, even Monday Night Raw wasn't that bad this weekend. Listen, anytime, <laughs> anytime you got RK Bro mixing it up, I just, I, listen, at different points, I got to be honest with you, Jonathan, I, I felt that Randy Orton is capable of going through the motions. And again, it's a testament to how good he is. And how fluid he is, he, he he just, he makes it look easy. And I think at times that affects sort of, I don't want to say his passion, but just sort of the way it comes through on the TV. There is something special happening with him and Riddle. And that's one of the big reasons why I didn't think Raw sucks. Sadly, is because it <laughs> kicked off with RK-Bro and it ended with RK-Bro, essentially. It ended with Randy Orton uh, returning. Mustache Orton. Is that your choice? No. No, I'm just running down the <laughs> God, no. It's, I was trying to I'm box just, you I'm, in. No, no, no. Hell no, it's not my choice. <laughs> I'm just running through the week. No. I'm just running through the week. Just kind of trying to kind of just going down the list of things that we liked. It was a promo heavy week. Um, even NXT had some great promo work. Obviously, Wednesday night, Dynamite. Um, you know, a lot of good promos on that. That's really what stuck out a lot to me this week was the quality of promo work. And then, obviously, uh, on, on Friday Night SmackDown, that was supremely uh, 
entertaining in terms of John Cena and Roman Reigns going back and forth. Um, there's a like about the week, but but the nation hears from me every single Saturday. They're used to me giving my weekly winner. You, my friend, have not been on this show for quite some time, so I'm going to let you lead. I want to hear who your weekly winner is. And if you want to go through the rest of the week, you can too. No, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there. We don't take everyone's time. I just, I agree with you. There's a lot of things that happened um, that I liked this week. There was some parts of Monday Night Raw that I did like. Uh, SmackDown uh, from Tulsa was great. Uh, what we've seen from Pittsburgh Wednesday and Friday from AEW has been great. Usually in this scenario, I give you something off, off, you know, kind of off the beaten path. I would give you like something from NXT UK at the Heritage Cup and I would tell you that Noam Dar is actually one of the best, the biggest heels in the company that no one knows. Noam Dar actually is, and I do watch the show because it's nothing like the WWE uh, as far as yeah. what they their formula their formulaic product, the way they do things. It's a little different from uh, from the UK, but I'm not even going to give you the Heritage Cup, even though I'm watching Noam Dar, Wolfgang, and all and Kenny Williams and all those guys very closely. But I mean, how could I not say Rampage? I got to go chalk here. I have I got no other choice. Ryan, I mean, I mean, think about it. First of all, just like our caller said earlier, we hadn't seen wrestling this late on a Friday since the old Power Hour with like Jim Ross and Missy Hyatt. We haven't seen that in a long time, the late night Friday on TBS, as we saw back in the day, but we saw it on TNT on Friday night. I have to go with Rampage because of of how different it is. The Impact World Championship was the first match on on the AEW Rampage show. That's totally different from anything else that you'd see in wrestling in the past or or now. You wouldn't see that. You can see the, the forbidden door open with Impact Wrestling and AEW. And so I just think that for me, because it was an hour like you and I grew up on, to me, I'm going chalk. That was the most exciting hour for me this week. I, I love the pick. I love the pick. And listen, I... <laughs> I don't know if it's a good, like the best radio. Maybe I should sit here and play devil's advocate and give you mm-hmm. something to play off of. We probably sound like homers since our guy, Mark Henry, uh, you know, was on making his AEW Rampage debut. But, I mean, if you're a pro wrestling fan, which we all are, I don't think you can argue with Jonathan's pick. It's my pick, too. AEW Rampage is the weekly winner for a couple reasons. The matches themselves. That's all, I mean, that's the meat of it, right? That was a one-hour show with matches and moments, about as much good shit as you can pack into a one-hour window Mm -hmm. in terms of emotional highs, emotional lows, middle ground, contracts being awarded. Um, Obviously, you know, the backstage stuff we love. We're biased for Mark Henry. That was great as well. Um, It just, it... it, (laughs) It was as good as a one-hour show can possibly be. I don't know if Rampage is going to be able, you know, because I don't know what their plans are in terms of what type of show they're going to use it as. I don't know how often Rampage is going to win Weekly Winner, but they are definitely, definitely 100% taking it for me this week. Also, also, even if it wasn't as good of a show as it was, which it was, mm-hmm. I might have given it to anyway just because of history being on the line. We got a new show debuting on primetime television, not essentially going head-to-head with SmackDown. They're not airing at the same time, but it is a little bit of potentially what could be Friday Night Wars. And you know what? 
Jonathan, I, I like wars. I was one of those ones that when the Wednesday night wars, quote unquote, were happening, when everyone was telling us that it's not a war from the company and we're not watching them and they're not watching us. Well, I don't give a shit. The fans are bitching and they're complaining and they're conversing. And Jonathan, to me, that's a good thing because it means people care. And it reminds me of 25 years ago. And so that's what the business needs is that chatter, yep. that conversation. You know, we've heard from certain rev of the years talking about there was a, a time over the last 10 plus years where wrestling wasn't cool. And the reason why wrestling wasn't cool is because it wasn't a battle between two or three different promotions uh, to try to get eyeballs, to try to sell tickets. It was just one. And, and I, I want to make sure it's very clear to the diehard WWE fan. And I relate this to sports all the time. If if you're a WWE fan, that's your team, and you have every right because that's your team. Like sure. like Ryan and I also have sports teams that we root for, but you are a diehard fan no matter if the team is bottoming out or if the team is good or somewhere in the middle. You, you always root for your team. However, the thing that I don't like is when a promotion takes its fans for granted. Hey, here's Monday Night Raw. Here's our lineup. And guess what? We're going to give it to you next week, and we're going to give it to you in two or three weeks. They are running, it's weird how Raw is in particular, how they can have a set of matches, and then next week you see a set of matches. It's almost like you're doing a house show. Like, here's we're going to do this in Columbus, Ohio, and we'll also do this in, in uh, Cincinnati, and we'll also right. do this in Cleveland, and we'll also yeah. do this in Marion, right? Oh, here's a, here, that's what Raw feels like to me sometimes, lazy, where it's like, wait, lazy. Did, didn't Lazy I just, Jonathan Hood. Didn't I see that match last week? Yep. Didn't I see that yep. match two weeks ago? Didn't I see that match three weeks ago? It's almost like the house show of, hey, we're going to run this show in the same card in, in Los Angeles, uh, and we're also going to do this in San Francisco, and we're going to do this in Sacramento, and we're going to do this in Riverside. Like That's understandable if you're on a tour, but not on TV every week. And so... I have nothing against any of these promotions, but I don't like when a promotion takes fans for granted. And the hope is that as we move forward here in this new renaissance of wrestling, that yep. that the promoters and those that are writing and those that are booking that will say, we can't take our fans for granted because they're watching and they're dedicated. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open podcast the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.